Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm Joe Oberle of VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com. That's Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. Vikings won a big game last night on Monday night. Who would have thunk it? Mark, all I can say is bail on this season, no tanks. <laughs> what are your thoughts, buddy? Uh, you know, I it's kind of obviously we picked the 49ers, but as the week went along and no Trent Williams and no uh, uh, Debo Samuel. I just kind of got a feeling. And also looking at what happened in the league, it's just every every each week is an entire new league and new, new season, it seemed. Kind of had a weird feeling that they would win, but um, yeah. you know, they played well. This isn't a good example of, of what you can get when you give Kirk Cousins time to throw. And, uh, you know, he was exceptional on, especially on third down. He was, he was every, he's all, he's everything that you want in a quarterback uh, when you give him time like that. So, and they, and they also got to remember they, they did this What you know, they, they beat the 49ers without Justin Jefferson. So a lot of times it's not, it's not who you play. It's when you play them and yeah. you know, they, they, they catch them at a good time, but they also, you know, took that game as well. Yep. You're exactly right. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it, they, they were hobbled. I mean, <clears throat> no Debo Samuel, no, uh, Trent Williams, uh, but they did have Christian McCaffrey scored two touchdowns. They still had one of the best defenses in the league with Nick mm-hmm. Bosa and they, they kept him out of the backfield and the whole thing, no sacks. Yeah. It, you, you cannot overstate enough how this line played last night i mean I, I sat back how many times look at cousins he's sitting back there looking look, looking around with time it's like it, you start getting nervous because we're not used to that we're used to kirk backing up oh i gotta get rid of it you know i gotta check down quickly because they're coming but he had time to look around and let some of these these things develop and made tj hawkinson the guy we thought he was from last year made uh uh, Jordan uh, Addison, a star, on had a breakout game on Monday Night Football, and and uh, it was, you know, from from the get go, the first running play for 19 yards, and probably the last running play of the game. But uh, they came to play, and I, I I agree with you, Mark. Kind of felt as the week went on that they really had a chance. I always kind of couched it, you know, do they have they have a chance? They uh, they got a chance to win this game, but they got to do it because so many times they would self-destruct. And sure enough, on play number three, there was an interception of sorts, more like a steal than anything else. But Yeah, and, and then, you know, Jordan Addison, I mean, uh, Kirk helped him, but uh, Jordan Addison also helped Kirk uh, right before the half there whenever he did that, uh, when he, he wrestled that ball away and it's a 60-yard touchdown on, on a third down. Um, you know, this guy, this guy is, uh, is special. Um, and you know, we, I mean, we saw a glimpse of it whenever Jefferson was, it, it was healthy in there. And it's like the two of these, you know, work as, as this guy grows, I mean, it's going to be, um, they'll be, they, they have a chance to be, you know, I don't know if you can get up in Miami's territory when it comes to, um, the firepower and the speed, of course, right. Philadelphia took care of that, but, um, you know, they, they could be one of the best offenses in the league. And especially if this offensive line comes together and, We'll talk a little bit of later about why I think that is, but um, yeah, it's uh, you know giving Kirk time and those weapons, and it was good to see Hawkinson catch the ball. Also good to see, you know, as soon as we were, as soon as the team was going down that narrative of you know the turnovers at home, 
you know, Cam Bynum comes in with a textbook tackle, knocks the ball loose from the, I think, the right. best running back in the league, and, you know, uh, it turns it around, flips it right away, and, uh, and then they go down and score, which is which is even better. So that uh, that play is is was really huge. You, you know, you know, it, it it looked like here we go again. You know, yeah. give the 49ers a great team to just give them momentum, take away. You know, you got the kickoff, and you you need to score against this team, and they right, they're coming right back down on you. And they flipped the script back, and Kirk did not waste the opportunity. That drive they put together was was uh, was great. Just heading down there, when finally with the 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 post route to to Addison, Kirk threw a bullet in there, and and uh, that that's that's what you need. That's what you need from your quarterback as a leader. That's what you need from that offense to not to not say, "Oh my God, here we go again," and then just let the game happen to you. They took the game back in that point, and then when San Francisco went and missed a field goal on their next drive it's like okay we got a chance <laughs> and it was you know when they did that um there's a third nine that they convert uh like their own 11 or inside their 20 i believe um you know normally that's you know kirk getting overwhelmed and they're punting the ball and here here we go right down the field again uh, but you know the offensive line gave him great you know protection on that third and nine pass i think it was the hawkinson i believe and then the touchdown is a third and two where he gets he, the front of the pockets clean and he's able to hit Addison, you know, uh, for the touchdown. So just uh, it's a team game. And, you know, uh, the Kirk, you know, it's been amazing what Kirk, the Kirk stayed upright through all the beatings he's taken over the years. But when you give him time like that, it's like, you know, this is this is that's who he is. That's the time he needs. And if you give it to him, there's there's nobody who's better at finding and making the throws in the pocket than he is. So, but you know, he's got to have the time. And, you know, and, and Kirk was feeling it, I think, because there was a play late in the game uh, when he, the, the pocket was collapsing on him and he stepped up and pulled, it looked like for sure sack. I mean, there's yeah. two players on them. He somehow busts through it and finds Addison for a first down. You know, when you're getting pummeled all game long, you you almost succumb to the inevitable sometimes. And say, okay, I better you know live to fight another day. Whereas this one, I think he was feeling it. He breaks through. I'm going to make this play, and he did. I mean, when Kirk's got confidence, when he's got protection, he's got confidence. Uh, uh, he can deal. There's no two ways about it. Thirteen for thirty-five for forty-five, three hundred seventy-eight yards, two touchdowns, one hundred and seven point two uh, rating on Monday night, and no sacks. You know. Uh, Kirk was was feeling it in every part of the game except the tush push. Please don't ever run the tush push with Kirk Cousins again. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna be saying uh, you know every time Jalen Hurts does it, it we got to hear the six hundred pound squat. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't think anyone's gonna be accusing Kirk is a is a great is a real good athlete and he's very fit, but he's not squatting six hundred pounds. And uh, yeah, it doesn't quite uh, work. Uh, he and. And also in the Philadelphia, the the center, the Kelsey is yeah. is the best there is right now. Uh, he he has a he has a lot to say about how they how they execute that. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, why don't they run? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, you you sent me a note with these stats: a zero after two in the red zone. Too many. There was too many points left out there. Two first and goals inside the five, and come away with six points. How come they don't try uh, CJ Ham in there? You know, I, wh why are they running Kirk? You know, why are they uh, running 
Madison. I mean, maybe is it too obvious if you have uh, Ham in the game that you're going to give it to him? You know, he's all about years. Well, I mean, the, the one they, you know, they, it's a. I don't know if I've ever seen a false start on the center not snapping the ball on uh, on. There was a third and goal. At the, you know, they they tried to. Uh, I think I think they tried the tush push first. Yep. And then the, so they come back and they're going to run another play. And uh, you, the center doesn't snap the ball, so then you know, you're back to the six yard line. You know that when people you know get into like it is so hard in this league just to pick who's going to win straight up. When you start getting into over unders and uh, point spreads and all that stuff, I don't know how you do it because every game is so different. I mean, the, Vi- the Vikings could have scored that could have been a thirty some point game, um, but it's a it's you know it's a grind and kind of a slog because. You know, you can't punch it in there. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think not having Jefferson obviously you know, hurts in that situation. Uh, not having a quarterback that's, you know, a Lamar Jackson or, or a guy like a, a Josh Allen, you know, down there where you got the threat of running, you got a threat of, you know, really moving around, extending the plays. That, that hurts him a little bit. But uh, there was a, I believe, in Madison, you know, it would have been a tough catch. Uh, but the ball looks like it goes through his hands. It was right. a really hard thrown ball. So that's a, possibility there he also missed uh addison uh um, right. on, on you know who was open there um that was lucky he didn't get intercepted on the next pass over the middle so yeah it, i mean it, there's a lot left out there i mean you, when you beat a 49ers team like that and you win on monday night football and kurt you know can never win at night and all this stuff uh you celebrate it but it was could have been a, an easier row than uh, what it was yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, as much as they struggled down in the red zone, uh, the rest of the field uh, they did pretty good. You know, uh, they were eight for thirteen on third down. Um, they only had one punt in the game, and the punt was a touchback that was probably not uh, not the good time good time for that. But maybe Ryan Wright was out of practice. But uh, they they had they moved the ball against this defense and. You know, I think part of the frustration people have with Kirk from time to time, and it's not always his fault. Sometimes it is the protection. Most times it is. We see Kirk like this, just energized, just, you know, uh, dealing out there. And you want it all the time. You know, you want it every week. And they don't get protect it every him. week. Pardon me? Protect him. I mean, if, uh, if you protect him, I think you would get it every week. You think so? Or, or you get it a, a lot more um consistently or what i don't think it'd be you know last year was all the comebacks and everything but on you know i was watching you know, third downs uh was as good as i've seen them play on third down and i can i can remember you know they came in ranked 26 and third down last in time of possession they end up holding the ball for 30 35 minutes because they kept converting kirk on third down alone was was nine of 12 183 yards two touchdowns six first downs um, and it was to like uh, Addison had both the touchdowns. He had two of the first downs. Uh, Brandon Powell, uh, you know, just kind of a journey, you know, young journeyman. He gets two of the first downs. Hawkinson had a first down. Uh, Cam Akers, uh, who you know, we'll talk more about later about, you know, who if he should be in the game more. Um, he has a, a first down on a, on a third down. So. Um, spreading the ball around and and but it all you know it's the offensive line it's it's Brian O'Neill taking care of uh, Bosa primarily the whole game 
it's um, you know we'll get into rising, but Garrison had forty. Uh, he got beat once out of forty times against Bosa. He got he got beat. Well, Bosa was yeah. I think Bosa was over. You know, a lot spent a lot of time with O'Neill, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, that was the stat that uh, there was one time there was he he beat him one time, or maybe you know. I saw that this morning on Twitter. That's that's pretty impressive. That's a heck of a night for uh, Derisaw. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's the it, but the interior. Kirk needs the interior. Um, yeah, Kirk needs a lot of things you know lined up for for it to work. And that's not that's just who he is. That's just you know he's not he's not the you know today's quarterback that's going to run all over the place and and create things on his own. But there's no one better when he's got time and he can in the pocket front of the pocket is clean. Uh, you know, he can do everything that he needs to do to win. Is uh is the biggest difference in the offensive line? Well, I mean, it, it's a huge it's a difference, is having Dalton Reisner in there at left guard for Ezra Cleveland. And uh, you know, not not that they ha- they have been being ranked throughout the season as pretty good in a pass blocking. Run blocking is another thing entirely, but uh is is this what we're going to see going forward? Did what did you think of Dalton Reiser's night, and uh, does he warrant uh, being the starter over well, there? Yeah. Well, one of my the five extra points that I did off the game for the for the Star Tribune was just watch. I watched every play, watched him on every play. Um, he he was he was right from the very first play. You know, uh, Hargrave, his guy, makes a tackle, but it's 19 yards downfield because it, because he he knocks him off the ball. And then the, the play just goes down, and, and Hargrave makes a tackle 19 yards downfield, uh, you know, on the first snap. Um, he he was exceptional. I, he was active. He was he was aggressive. Um, he he's one of their five best. If he if there's no way, like I said, I'm not a PFF whiz kid, but there is no way that he comes out of the lineup, whether if he stays at left guard or he goes to right guard. He is one of your five best. And I would think seriously about if he comes back, then it, to me it's a competition at right guard between Ingram and Cleveland. Because Dalton Reiser, to me, is your left guard, and he should be. Um, there, uh, so many of the third downs were, you know, he he is, you know, rather than like you know what we're kind of accustomed to seeing at guard play with the Vikings in recent years, you, know, you latch on to a defensive tackle or a power guy, and you kind of ride him back to Kirk and hope that Kirk throws it before you and the defensive tackle hit Kirk. Well, this guy was stopping, you know, he was stopping the penetration right there. Uh, very active. He's a, he's just kind of a mauling type guy. I thought he played extraordinarily well. I'd, I'd be interested to, to look and see what the, well, the numbers say, but mm-hmm. uh, the eye test for me was, you know, he passed it off the charts, I think. And but- I think he helped uh uh, you know, Bradbury, I think uh, the one t- uh, tackle for loss that Hargrave had, you know, is is on Bradbury because he doesn't cut him off. Um, there was one where I think maybe Reisner needed to block Gregory on the backside that there was a little, he might have been a little slow. Get, but, you know, there is no perfect game in this business, but this guy played extraordinarily well. And I think he, he was a big reason why the, uh, the front of that pocket was clean. Uh, that's great to hear. I mean, if you got a you got a more than functional offensive line, and you can give Kirk time like that, and you got the rest of the schedule lining up a, a little easier than it has been thus far, that's pretty exciting. Uh, 
There's some other uh, things we should talk about. Uh, Jordan Addison had a standout game. He was caught seven of ten targets for 123 and two touchdowns. He was, he was, you know, he's not as strong maybe or big as Justin Jefferson, but he played the position every bit as well as Justin has many times. It was uh, exciting to see to to see that. You know, Kirk didn't miss a beat. You know, this is the guy next man up. I'm going to throw him the ball and get him the ball, and he did all night long. And and until he cramped up there later in the game, uh, Jordan Addison was was lights out. Except, you know, he did get the ball wrestled from him. But boy, what a sweet bit of redemption was that right before half when he wrestled it back from the same guy for a 60 yard touch. That's how weird this game is. How does how does something like that happen? I mean, it's just. Right in front of you, go. You know, it's like, is that the same guy? It, yes, it was, and it, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it was phenomenal. It was just to watch. Well, it shows you what kind of competitor he is. I mean, he, he's, um, his gift from God is, is the, um, he's not blessed with it, but the size and the strength, and he, he's not, uh, he's not gonna like, you know, dominate a, def- a defender. Will, will kind of dwarf him and or kind of almost look like a blanket on top of him sometimes. Uh, a couple games ago, uh, or maybe it was the Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs game, where uh, he doesn't get that pass interference because he's not really fighting for the ball. Like, like you know, the referees basically said, you know, that he didn't deserve a pass interference because he wasn't going for the ball enough. Well, he was being kind of, you know, shielded off by the defender. Um, you know, and then what? First handful of plays, he, you know, the ball gets ripped out of his hands, uh, but he can separate. He's fast. He's smart. Um, and when given an opportunity in the, in the same kind of situation where number seven is wrestling the ball away from him again, he grabbed, he, he wins that battle and goes 60 yards for a touchdown. So, um, you know, this guy is, you know, with receivers, you know, sometimes like, uh, they, you know, if you pick a bad one, they'll try and tell you, you know, well, just give them time. You need three years to judge the draft, blah, 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 all this stuff like a Laquan Treadwell. You need well, just you know, give Laquan some time. Da, 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 da. You kind of know right, you know, pretty quickly. I, I think with receivers, and unless they get hurt or something, and this guy, I don't know what's he up to five, six touchdowns. Six um, touchdowns, yeah. Uh, oh. He did. He did it with Jefferson. Now he's doing it without Jefferson. Uh, you know, the, the crazies. Uh, the people will probably be like. Well, like 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 Joe Oberly might send you an email saying, "Should we trade Jefferson now?" Uh, <laughs> things like that. But just I want to see the two of them together. I mean, that's what we've been hearing all coming into this week: trade Jefferson, trade Hitman, trade Daniel Hunter, uh, trade Kirk. Oh, he can't trade Kirk. You know, it's like it. There was people constantly saying that. You know, so of that's course. why I, I said it facetiously. But, um, you know. All morning long, I've been reading Twitter X, Twitter X, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, lists of Jor- Jordan Addison among other receivers on the team, other receivers in the league, in their start for their career. I mean, he's being mentioned with Moss and Diggs and and uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, uh, on this team. And other, uh, having done, you know, this, this many yards, this many touchdowns, blah, blah, blah this many receptions in this, in his rookie year. It's like guys, guy, you know, it's like uh, Justin Jefferson 2.0. And uh, you know, a person can j- just sit there and dream about having them both on the field. 
at the same time, with with Jordan's going to only increase in confidence, get a healthy uh, Justin Jefferson back. I don't know that you have to hurry him now, you know, because uh, yeah, you got somebody filling in for him. But man, oh man, protect Kirk, have all those guys going, and and it's 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 going to be fun to watch and throw in there uh, someone else that we can welcome to 2023. You know, he he's been all right so far this year, but he's had. Had his troubles. T.J. Hawkinson caught 11 of 12 targets for 86 yards. Season highs in both receptions and yards for him. Uh, he he was he was a beast last night. I think he you know he kind of he obviously hung on to the ball, which was a wonderful deal. And and Kirk had time to get it where he needed it too, which is also a big deal. A lot of the things he's missed were because he uh, they weren't always right where he needed it, but. Took a lot of criticism this week, so you got it. We got to pat him on the back and say, "Hey, nice, nice work, young man." Oh yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's 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 among the best. And for him to do that, you know, with his buddy, you know, George Kittle on the other side, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know the George's numbers off the top of my head. George didn't have a bad game, but it's like, yeah, TJ was uh, the best tight end on the field, I think. Um, so it's good to have you know him back, and I, I would like. Uh, if I if I was the Vikings and say you know let's see a little more and we did we did last night uh, a little more Cam Akers I think that he uh, I don't know I, I think he's number one I think Ma- uh, Mattis is number two uh, that's that's how I would approach it from going forward but yeah he had two more uh, carries and he caught the ball a little bit more but he, he had uh, ten to uh, Madison's eight and he and he was more effective uh, Madison had the first run for nineteen yards which was great. But after that, he was getting stopped, you know, stymied, and then he did have another drop. They didn't, you know, they they won the turnover battle last night, which was huge, and and they stopped dropping the ball, which they had been doing all season. That that makes a that's a wonderful combination for this offense to to succeed, and we saw it last night. Would you say? Yeah, I mean, their first three games they were outscored points off turnover seventeen to three, which is you know fourteen points over three uh, games when you're, when everything's a one score game, it, that's a, that's a lot. And um, you know, the time of possession went up because they, you know, they have protection and they got first downs. And um, if you're going to keep playing these sort of low, lower scoring games and one possession uh, you need to possess the ball and, 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 and get those first downs and, and, and <laughs> you kind of want your kicker to uh, make all of it make his kicks so that, yeah. Because I know that 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 missed extra point hung there for a while, so it's, uh... we're going to talk about that in the later section where we nitpick a little bit more. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break here and just dream about this offense for a while because it's it's pretty exciting. We'll come back and we'll talk about the defense that also played great last night. But uh, so so we'll do that. We'll take a break and we'll be back with more on the Vikings territory breakdown. Okay, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Uh, you know, there was this famous uh, uh, liner on KFAN where uh, former Timberwolves coach Flip Saunders, rest in peace, says to uh, 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 he says to Paul Allen, he says, "PA, I love you, but you're not our personnel director." But we got, I, I, you know, maybe Quasi uh, uh, is going to say that to you or, or Kevin O'Connell because he's because you got Cam Makers as the new starter and you've got uh dust dalton reisner as the new starter and uh um you want to see uh, both those guys on the field and the receiver position so i guess you're the new uh personnel director for the vikings got that on record huh mark uh 
<laughs> I was joking as I was talking to Rick Spielman this morning, and I said, because I thought I just I joked with him. I said, you know, you um, you might want to call Quasi and te teach him how to look for safeties, you know, how to draft safeties, because uh, you know Cam Bynum was a fourth rounder, Lewis Seam was inactive, healthy scratch number two. Um, things like that, but yeah, no, yeah, I mean, Ooh, I'll, I'll you know, a long way to go with uh, with all that, but yeah, I mean, uh, he, he Addison's the best thing he has going for him right now, and, and uh, Reisner, uh, you know, I, saw, I, I, saw, I, I had my, I had my Reisner came with, with some red flags because one was like, why, you know, why isn't he on a team? Two, he gets here, it's like uh, at a point where it seemed like it was kind of desperate to get a guy in there and didn't, didn't get in. and um, but yeah, I, I was really impressed and I'd be, you know, I'll be stunned if he's not a starter the rest of the year, only coming out if he's hurt. Um, uh, because I don't think, uh, sometimes I don't see, uh, what PFF sees. And sometimes I don't always think it's me that's wrong. Um, uh, but I, I'm good when I get done here, I'm going to go look at just to see, because if they got him knocked with a, with a bad grade, then I'm, I'll never read it again because <laughs> I watched it and I don't know if other people feel the same way. Uh, but I watched, you know, cause we have so many people there and to do all the different things. So I'm like, I'm going to look at Riser, uh when they're on offense and, you know, look, look damn good to me. You know, it's funny. How, how, how does that look for uh, uh Quasi if those two, uh, those two midseason pickups are all of a sudden very productive for this team. And so far in, in their limited time, they have been. I saw a, a tweet this morning by some guy, I wish I could remember his name, said, Quasey cooks with a slow cooker, uh, a crock pot. He said, cooks with a crock pot. Because even uh, uh, Andrew Booth is, is getting getting some uh, a lot more reps and, and, and playing decently. But that's a side point. Uh, I want to talk about the defense. Uh, the defense played really well last night. Brian Froy's dialed up another one. Uh, what did you see uh, for, out of that defense? And, and uh, you know, Purdy had played well early, but uh, by the end of the game, I think they were finally uh, messing with his head. I don't know. What did you see on, on the defense from the Vikings who really, really shut down a, a very potent offense? Granted, yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of a strange game, but in that um... – there weren't a whole lot of third downs for them. They were third and long. They had like five or six third and one or fourth and one. So a lot of running on third down. Um, but Purdy on third down was two of five for 36 yards, two first downs. Um, the first, thir first third down that they faced, I thought was a good example of all the different things that Flores can do. And it's not always bring in the pressure. It's just this, um, you know, it's not new to football. You see a lot of teams do this, but he does it more than anyone else. Um, whether it's sending the guys or it's dropping people, the first third down, it's third and five. And I wouldn't say that it, it baffled Purdy, but it gave him pause to think. I, I don't think the throw was as good. Of course, it was, it might've been a drop as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he, uh, they show eight people up at the line. And they drop, you know, five. So only three rush. And he throws uh, kind of a short. He's past the sticks. He throws uh, for the first down. Um, it's like a part drop, but also Caleb Evans jars the ball loose at that point. Um, and then there were some other things that they did where they would show a lot and rush three. Daniel Sack comes on when they, they, they only rush three. So uh, I think it was, you know, Flores is – 
he's maturing as he gets to know the, the defense more and more. And I think as they get to know him more, uh, we're seeing Harrison Smith play a lot better than he played last year um, because he's just uh, uh, – He had the know. nice diving stop in front of uh, George Kittle on a big third down. Yeah, that was a big point in the game where you're like, uh-oh, you know, there's a minute 11 left. Uh, even though they didn't have any timeouts, you're like, there's plenty of time for them to go down and do this. Right. And he, he sets the tone on that first play. Um, you know, Josh Metellus has given him everything he has. Josh Metellus, when I look at the safety situation, Josh Metellus definitely deserves to be starting because, I mean, he gets it. He, he Mentally, he's got this defense down. It's tailor-made for him. He, If you took his uh, the football mental capacity to uh, understand all the stuff that Flores is doing, put it in a, a, the athleticism and the speed and the size that um, – that scene has, you'd have like, you know, you'd have an all pro safety. Um, but I just, you know, you love the way the safeties are playing, what, how they're uh, just how much there is, is being asked of them. And these guys, uh, you can't, you have to be uh, as good mentally and football smarts as you are physical uh, to play in this defense. And they got three guys right now that are playing at a real high level, I think. Do you think you think Lewis Zine's part of his problem is that he's just slow to recover from that foot injury as you know, um, and that these guys are playing so much better and so much faster they got no, no, I I I think it's 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 completely opposite of physical. I I don't think he grasps the defense uh the way it needs to be hmm. understood and to play at a at a fast level, at a fast pace. Well, I, we got to talk about Cam Bynum. I mean, you know, he had, he had uh, as mentioned earlier, the he, he knocked out the, the fumble or the ball from Christian McCaffrey and, and really uh, very put the game on a different trajectory. And then he had the two great picks uh, at the end of the game to salt it away. One of them was a, a gift that, that uh, 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 Purdy threw right to him. The other one, he made a leap, leaping grab, but he was talking about it after, whereas there was a game, I think it was the Chargers, where he leaped up too soon and mistimed his jump and did not uh, take the, you know, could have had a, a pick that would have won that game. And he got a lot of heat for it. He kind of brought that up. He says, well, for some redemption for him. Cause he, he, he jumped way up there to make that grab. It was a huge play and end of the game. I, you just can't say enough about uh, uh, this kid is, is, is getting better and, and uh, uh, the game he had. Yeah, I mean, the first interception is thrown right to him. The, the forced fumble is uh, him making a great textbook tackle, uh, getting his helmet on the ball, you know, the ball at that point. Uh, the last one, yeah, I thought about this, the, you know, because I remember talking to him after the Chiefs game, and it's like, you know, it, you hate to, it's hard to beat the guy up too much whenever, you know, it, he missed times his jump by maybe two inches or whatever, or a split second where he's coming down and, and the ball just goes over, and he's, get, and, that, and he's getting beat in that situation by Patrick Mahomes. So it's like, uh, you know, it's not like he was the worst safety in the world for missing that play. But this one, yeah, he really went up the ladder to get it. And, um, yeah, it, was, it came at a good time. And it, it helped some people in the press box that were on deadline because they didn't have to change too much. Uh, you know, whenever they uh, the narrative gets going one way and they flip it at the end, it's those are, those are bad night games. So, you know, speaking of me sending you a, a smart aleck uh, uh, text, how about you sending them to me? You do it every week. And uh, the one I got from you last night, Brian Flores is gone again. They're going to, we're going to lose him again. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, you know, this is a terror. You know, 
you're not going to get, you know, as a Viking fan, Joe, you're not going to get Caleb Williams. Flores is going to be head coach of the Carolina Panthers next year. Kirk Cousins is going to win the Super Bowl, and then he's going to go somewhere else. I mean, it's terrible news, Joe. Wow. That no, can... this is, you know, you write it last week. It's it's like you, the people that want to tank, I understand, you know, their, their comeback is always, well, you know, what's it matter? We're not going to win the Super Bowl. Well, how do you know? You don't mean probably not. No, but it's like they're all the same. I mean, these there's, uh, I sent you that stat, the teams that are four and three, three and four, or three and three is 12, 14 teams in the league. Um, that is all the same, you know, and it's like, you, you, you turn on the TV and the Packers look like crap. The Bears win, but they're not going to sustain it. They're beating the Brian Hoyer and the and the, and the Raiders. Uh, the, the Lions at one point was, uh, what I say, 238 yards to 18 or something. Um, why would you, you know, just throw away a season? Whenever, the, you know, the shelf life for these guys, when you throw seasons away, you know, they, they disappear. They don't come back. They don't – if you take a season, you don't get – you know, Harrison Smith doesn't stay 34 years old. Kirk doesn't stay 35 years old. Uh, you know, the, the the mist disappears. So it's like you've got to well, try. The defense is playing better as the game gets goes along. Does, what, what, what keeps them here? I mean, you know, they're not tanking. Brian Flores doesn't like to tank. So that's a good thing. Um, but if they keep playing well, someone's going to come calling for them and scoop them up, aren't they? So, yeah, Joe, now we're just, we're back, you know, it's, yeah, I think we got to lose if they, if they lose and then no one will want it. So, well, KOC Stan, what, what did you think of his game? I said, he's a lot of, a lot of plaudits online about, about the game that he called. And, you know, I, I, the biggest, uh, chagrin for me was that, that double pass that was just killer play. They did get the yardage back, but what a play. It was a, a pass to – or a, a pitch to Addison, uh, and he threw it back to uh, – or no, Chandler. Chan, uh, uh, Chandler, yeah, yeah. And they – yes, it was uh, a neat play that was called back because of uh, – somebody did something. I can't remember. Uh, K.J. Osborne started – apparently started blocking yeah. too early downfield, and they called that pass interference. What a baloney. What a baloney call. But anyway, uh, you know – I thought uh, Kirk, uh, KOC called a nice game. I, it was funny you you had mentioned the uh, the punt that you know he 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 is up until that point he had fifty three percent he on fourth down in enemy territory he would go for it. it was the most in the league and here it was late and he could have uh, salted away but he punted instead and ended it ended up being a, a touchback was that a good decision or a bad one What do you think? Well, that that was. Uh... Uh, I'm trying to remember that 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 scenario, but to me, playing for the 50-yard field goal, I know I know uh, uh, Joseph had made a 54-yarder earlier. He had missed the, the extra point. Uh, when it's third and ten, and Kirk is playing that well on four on third down and everything. Now, you know, sometimes when you say this, you think, okay, what could have happened? The Kirk could have is maybe a strip sack or maybe an interception. And you're like, why did he? Why didn't he run the ball and make him, you know, spend their timeouts and all this stuff? But um, at the end, to play for that 50-yard field goal showed a lot of uh, faith in your in your kicker, and, and the kicker lets you down. Yeah, uh, I know. I know 50-yarders are not gimmies, but indoors, when he's made a 54-yarder, he should have made that. And so I wonder if maybe they should have 
tried a little harder on that third down as opposed to just a dive play for four yards. Right. Um, the punt, uh, you know, looking back, I mean, the punter, it's on him to get it more toward the sideline, but Kane Nwangu was there, uh, just didn't look up. He, maybe he could have caught it inside the five. That's uh, maybe what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, but overall, you know, I think, you know, he just beat the 49ers without Justin Jefferson. So, uh, and made Addison look like Justin Jefferson, and so I, yeah, I, I would, you know, hats off to to uh, O'Connell for sure. You might not have seen this on on since you were at uh, at the game, um, but on TV they showed this replay of right. Uh, there was a big penalty call uh, against the defense for covering Addison late in the game on one of those drives, and uh, they they go back and they show. KOC right before that play, he goes, watch number three. He just yelled it at the ref because he knew the play that was coming and it was going to be one of those cuts to the middle and then cut out and the guy had to grab him, you know? So it's like, he knew what was coming. He knew a penalty was coming and they did call it. So I, I thought that was, that was a nice little uh, tidbit that happened in the game. So yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. I mean, I, I, looked, I went back and watched it. I didn't hear him talk about it between the plays because I watched the condensed version, but yeah. You know, that, that doesn't surprise me because when we, we talked to O'Connell, you know, in sort of an off-the-record um, deal every once in a while, um, you know, his his awareness of how the game is called and what officials need to look for and what he thinks they need to look for and, and his, you know, alerting. And, and he's not the only coach to do this. When they find, especially got like a, a guy like Addison who's a little slighter of build, he can be sort of uh, knocked off his route quicker than, than others. Um, he probably knew that that when that outcut was going to get, he was going to get snagged a little bit. Now he did get snagged and still made the catch, but yeah, that's, that's, that's really good coaching to, to make a point of like, we're going to run this play watch three and, you know, I, whether the official goes out of his way to do what he says, I don't know, but, um, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good coaching to be on top of stuff like that. Yeah. does that all the time. I mean, that's constant. It, you know, and yeah, certainly you got to be, you got to be uh, getting in their ear a little bit and planting seeds in their head and, uh, and it might happen if, if you're not a jerk about it. And, and you don't see, uh, you don't see KLC, uh, you know, ripping and tearing and crabbing and throwing and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff to show up the ref. So hopefully that, that pays dividends down the, down the way. Well, uh, so we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break and and come back with another segment because we have uh, we got the, the Packers coming in this week, but we also got to do a little nitpicking on. Uh, even though it was a great victory, you, you got to go back to the film. You got to see what you did wrong. You got to talk about it. So that's what we're gonna do, Dex. So come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Welcome back, folks. The Vikings territory breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark. Uh, the running game was anemic again last night. You know it. It. I'll be honest. I'm I'm a guy that's bored by the running game more often than not. I did like AP during his time here, but uh, I'm a you know I'm a pass guy. You know I uh, uh, enjoyed watching the passing game more than anything. I know you you know we go back to our our roots. I, I you were a, a lineman in in high school, so you like to talk. You know more about what's going on with the line, and you like to talk about them. I love I played tight end, and I love to talk about the the passing game. So. Um, the running game was that's beside the point but the running game was anemic uh is uh i 
are they not good run blockers or is it because the emphasis is on the pass or is it did the, the opponent they play stop the run better or what did we see last there last night in general that just you know just it doesn't leave much to be desired so you so were you more were, a TJ Hawkinson than a Josh Oliver you were you weren't uh yeah no I was more of a Josh Oliver without the body for it no, we, had, you know, we, had a, we had a run first offense but you know yeah yeah I mean people that say that you got to run the ball I had hair like Hawkinson though so. I mean I mean, sometimes you you know it gets misunderstood that they feel like you know you know it should be like uh you know the, the 1940s or whatever but it, it it's just a balance it, it, and also it you know you can rely on the you can rely on the run more you know if you're if you're able to just kind of like exert your will when it's it's short yardage and everything it's not everything doesn't have to be as perfect if you just you know be able to, to move the ball like that right i right. thought you know they opened up with a 19 yard run it was explosive that's an explosive on uh, basically a going off left guard left tackle uh there was another one that cam Akers had i don't know the numbers in front of me what their totals were yeah. but there were enough like runs in there that, that shows you that they you know they can run the ball when they you know they they're still it. on a running touchdown seven games into the season. They don't have a rushing touchdown. Isn't that yeah. Something? I mean, they should, and, and being first and goal at the, you know, that, that really hits home when it's first and goal twice uh, inside the five and you're, you don't have it, you know, they don't have a dynamic runner. Um, they, I think they have more than what we're seeing in acres. I think, you know, maybe get him some more touches. I just think he's, he's, uh, a more fluid, more smooth, uh, patient, and he's got some pop too. You know, Addison seems like he's running just, you know, like he's, you know, crazy man trying to catch the bus. You know, it just seems like he's all over the place. Maybe a little too fast sometimes. Um, Do you think if they play uh, Acres more, and you not not necessarily wear him down, but then 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 the defense adjusts to him, and all of a sudden, then you need Addison for a change of pace or whatever. You know, it, well, I don't. I don't think they need to run it a whole lot more. I mean, they don't need to have a hundred yard rusher every game. They don't need to uh, run for 160, 200 yards every game. They just need, you know, uh, something that's there to remind people, you know, Hey, we're not always going to throw it to three or, or 18 or 87 or, you know, and I think that uh, acres is a better um, pass catcher out of the backfield. I think he's better at that. Um he doesn't drop the ball as much. So, yeah, maybe more of that. Um, but they don't need to be a dominant running team. But, to, but they have to be able to mix it in. It just, I mean, defenses are too good at adjusting and and, and be having, being a sensor or being aware of whenever a team cannot run at all. That then, especially when you mix in the fact that there's Kirk, who's not going to run. I mean, they, they keep going on and on about the Vikings have, you know, nobody's run the ball um, fewer times than the Vikings. Well, I feel like if you were to take out the, all the quarterback runs, like uh, take out all of Mahomes' runs, take out all of Lamar Jackson's runs, and make it, you know, don't take the quarterbacks out of play and see. I, I'm sure they might still be last, but it wouldn't be this drumbeat last where you're just constantly harping on. They don't, they don't run the ball as many times. Um, I don't think they need to run the ball a whole lot, but they got to run it more efficiently and, and mix it in. You know, I, I want to say they played their best game of the season last night. In fact, I did. But uh, 
Uh, it wasn't a perfect game, and as you said, there are no perfect games because special teams were not special last night. Greg Joseph makes a 54-yard, and I'm just giddy about it. It was a big kick. And then he goes and misses the PAT after the, the Addison touchdown, just when uh, just when they were, everybody was pumped up and excited. And then that's a you know, uh, Addison was still uh, on the on the uh, the big scoreboard celebrating as the the pick the kick goes wide. So that's a bit of a buzz kill. And then he missed the fifty yarder in crunch time. Had plenty of foot, but uh, uh, was not desirable in any way. Uh, Ryan Wright had a bad touchback at the wrong time. Kane had an awful 13-yard kick return to the 14. Um, probably should have taken the fair catch you were saying to me. And so they had their their problems. They didn't get burned like uh, uh, in special teams like the uh, Gophers did on Sunday against the <laughs> Ohio University and got a reprieve from. But, uh, you know, just not a great night for special teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year, you know, part of the horseshoe of la- the horseshoe uh, in um, O'Connell's, you know, we'll put it in his shirt collar, you know, instead of up something else. But he never got burned by. I mean, they missed six extra points. They missed uh, five field goals. There was never a. Uh, I'm trying to remember the playoff game whether a, a miss hurt him or not, but. Like through that whole regular season, 13 wins, it never got burned by a kicker, you know. Yesterday didn't get burned by that kicker. But how long was that game? Even at the end, you know, whenever they're going, you know, a minute 11, it's it's an eight-point game. It should have mm-hmm. been – or it was a five-point game. But even if they had made the field goal uh, to make it an eight-point game, you're, you're still looking at, at San Francisco having the ball for over a minute, even with no timeouts, and an eight-point game which should have been a nine point game because yep. he misses the extra point. And I know in today's NFL, you almost demand your kicker to be, especially when he's kicking indoors to be hundred percent on everything, but there's certain misses that this guy misses. And we saw it last year and yep. I hope we hope they're not seeing it start again this year. Cause you know, they've missed two in a row two, um, two uh, PATs two weeks in a row. One was a block, you know, which isn't, Joseph's fault. It, the guy slips between Brandel and uh, Darisaw and blocks it, blocks the kick. Um, but you just hope it doesn't become a thing with him because it definitely became a thing with him last year when he would miss those 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 uh, PATs where you're like, okay, it's going to be a nine-point game or it's going to be a ten-point game or an eight-point game. And it, it just never came back and clobbered him last year. But at some point it will. And so you want him to clean that up right now and uh, so that's that's something that you know, if you if you're gonna nitpick this game would be like uh, you know let's keep an eye on this kicker going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, quick question: As I said earlier, only one turnover and uh, I think only one drop. You know, granted, those things are going to happen throughout the season. There's no two no way to prevent them completely. But uh, have we seen the tide? stemmed uh for what's been happening they still have the most turnovers in the league and they have the most drops coming into the game i'm sure they they finished with with that i mean that that's really what killed this team in the first uh quarter poll of the year and caused them to lose some games they should have won i mean i i think you know now that they win this game uh it kind of puts a different feeling about this team right i mean you said it earlier don't don't tank the teams are all the same but uh 
I think you have to look at the team, this team in a little bit different light. Yes, the Niners were hurt a little bit, but this this creates a new feeling, creates a new spin. It create should create a new expectation for this team going forward with their schedule that they got. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm always leery about talking about the schedule because, you know, wasn't, you know, more than a few days ago that we were, you know, 49ers, you know, it's a killer schedule. The 49ers come in and, you know, got to play the 49ers, got to play the 49ers. Well, you beat the 49ers. Now, having said that, you know, well, you know, Green Bay's we're both gonna, I'm sure gonna pick Green Bay to win or the, the Vikings to beat Green Bay, but they could very well go there and and turn the ball over and, and they've missed they've been known to miss some kicks in Green Bay too, Joe. Um, and then they lose that one. So it's like I'm never into this. Well, the schedule looks good now because someone uh works and an email saying. Uh, do we think the Vikings now are going to be eight and four at the break uh, at the bye? It's like, you know, they could they could lose at Denver and they could beat the 49ers and they could lose at Denver. I mean, that's just the way yeah. it is. It's the way the league is. You just got to you know, scrap and fight and then hope you come out on top. And but you can't assume anything. You just you, you can't. But as far as whether the attempt, the tide, the tide was stemmed. I have a hard time saying it was because he threw an interception like 90 seconds into the game. Yeah. Um, it only, I mean, there's one guy that turned the narrative on that was, was Cam Bynum and he did it immediately, you know, on that next drive. And then he, he, he's, you know, basically saves the game at the end with, uh, with that leaping interception, that thing goes over his head. I'm, I'd have to go back and look, but you know, I don't know if it gets completed and it's different ball game. So they still, I still feel like they got to, you know, especially now whenever you got these contested catches with Addison, um, you know, we saw two of them in the first half. You know, he wins one, he loses the other. Um, you know, they just got to be careful with that because they can't, they were a good team all along. They just were turning the ball over and especially at home and, and going 0-3 at home, that's, you know, they're better than that. And they proved it last night. Yeah, it, it it the other thing about this team is eleven one score games last year, and all seven of their games this year are one score games. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the league, but they are definitely the uh, the leaders in the when it comes to that. Yeah, uh, speaking of the league, a rundown with some headlines from from what we saw this weekend. Yeah, uh, Belichick gets his regular season win number three hundred, and and uh, well, I'm sorry, Marky. He he screwed one of your survivor yeah. picks. Yeah, like I went against I went against my uh, you know never take a road team, especially within the division. But I watched you know I watched New England two weeks ago, and they were absolutely the worst team in the league. They they was they slept walk. They couldn't rush the passer. They the quarterback was horrible. And I'm like I feel confident that Buffalo, even though they're missing Ed Oliver in the middle, which is another injury to their defense. I figure they can do it. They can they can. They're favored by eight. You know, Vegas knows about this more than I do, so I took them. And then Belichick, I mean, they they were all over Josh Allen the entire game. They played like world beaters. Um, and Josh Allen throws an interception on the first play of the game. So, yeah, Belichick gets win number 300. Only three guys, uh, Shula, uh, George Hallis, and now uh, Belichick with 300 regular season wins. You're, you're a Belichick bobo, and he, he burned you. I, not a bobo. I didn't really care for him when I covered him, but uh, you know, I just it, it's it's bothersome to hear like I 
there are six banners hanging in his end zone and to hear that, well, you know, Bel they got to they, they get rid of this Belichick guy. Yeah. It's like the first year after Brady, he didn't make the playoffs with Mac Jones. Um, you know, it's it just everything's just so black and white. I mean, he's still a good coach. He still knows what he's doing. He's just uh, he's up against a lot of uh, better quarterbacks and uh, his defense is pretty good. If the offense comes along with the on the ride and they, you know, then they can win some games. Philly strikes a blow for defense, and they pound Miami. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I picked Philadelphia because I was like, you know, got to pick defense over offense. I wasn't totally sold on that one. I didn't, didn't use a survivor pick on that. Um, I did not – I have not watched that game yet. I, I watched games all day long and uh, did not see that. I saw a little bit of the beginning of it. But, uh, you know, Philadelphia, we're kind of back, you know, 31-17, they win. Kansas City wins 31-17. So we're sort of off the San Francisco's the best team in the league back to, hey, these guys that made the Super Bowl last year, they're probably the two best teams. So for now, for this week. Hopefully you didn't uh, you pick the Lions with your survivor pool because they got it handed to them in Baltimore. Yeah, early in the week I, I when I just spit out my picks for the, for the paper, I, I picked the uh, – for lack of not knowing any other upset, I went. I had to pick an upset special, so I picked the Lions. But as I watched uh, Baltimore, I was like, yeah, especially at home. You know, Baltimore does not lose a lot at home. I was like, I think the you know the Ravens are going to win by the time we got the game time. And then I was actually watching Buffalo, New England, and you just set, kept seeing the score. You know, going seven, fourteen, twenty-eight, thirty-five, whatever it was. Uh, Baltimore absolutely put it on them. I don't think the Lions, I still think the Lions are a good team. I think you know, maybe you excuse like one of these terrible, awful, like embarrassing games. Um, but that's just another reason why you, know, you, do, you just don't give up in this league. I mean, the Vikings, you know, you know they're there. I mean, right now they're, they're a half game out of the seventh spot. I know that some people look at that and go, oh, that just means we're going to get a terrible draft pick. But if you get into the playoffs and then you get hot at the right time, you'd be amazed what could happen. Well, if they get, if they go there, they'll probably go on the road, which is a good thing for Minnesota since they're one and three at, at home this year. Uh, they're back in 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 the conversation in the NFC North. They have two games, they have five games left in the Central Central in the North, and uh, two of them with uh, Detroit. So anything can happen if they start winning their ball games like uh, they need to do this next Sunday in Lambeau against Green Bay. That is true. Uh, hey, I got something that's true. What what do you what do you see about the Packers uh, 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 coming in on Sunday? Uh, uh, can uh, will uh, Brian Flores uh, work his magic on on uh, he's not a rookie, but he's <clears throat> relatively inexperienced quarterback Jordan Love. What do you see there? Yeah, I mean, watching the Packers, it's it's sort of painful to watch them try and play offense. Uh, you, know, you know, they can run. They uh, uh, Dylan is is a load, um, but they got to be the quarterback. Obviously, you know, I'd say it's trending toward he's not going to be the third Hall of Famer in that string of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But you never know. Uh, but he's clearly a guy that that's going to need some time to learn how to. He looks calm. He looks composed. And preseason, we were all, 
the narrative on him was, you know, he's steady as a rock, but uh, his, his throw at the end was just so deflating for you. I was like, come on, that you got to be better than that. That interception at the end, uh, he didn't need to do that. Uh, so, you know, to me, when you're when you're looking at the on paper, I know it's in Green Bay, but I just feel like the Vikings are the better team, and you know, I I roll with that. And then if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, Vikings are, are, you know, Green Bay's defense is respectable, and they could very easily win the game, but I like the Vikings to score more points than, than uh, Green Bay is able to score. Um, you know, Jordan Addison had a great game last night, um, yet they had a very, uh, you know, they had the, the, the Niners kind of shattered them with Ward. I, I can't remember what this guy's first name is. Is that what we're going to see with J- Jair Alexander is going to try to take away uh, – uh, uh, Jordan Addison, who who's now the Justin Jefferson in this lineup. I mean, if you take him away, um, you can you can cause some problems for the Vikings' offense. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, I think O'Connell is smart enough to realize that you know you've got to you got to move him around and you got to get him uh, whether it's motion or it's a bunch formations or whatever. You know, he, he's not just going to be able to stand there and get a clean clean release, especially off against a guy like. Alexander. Um, so I think they'll have a, you know, a, a game plan. I don't think you're, I don't think you're, you're going to see Jordan Addison disappear. Um, and I think it helps whenever, if you're not, if you don't have, if you don't have uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, then typically, you know, the teams have a different approach for uh, TJ Hawkinson, which I think helps uh, Jordan Addison, you know, right. you know, be less of a, Focal point of the defense because the defense has still got to look at at TJ, uh, keep him from killing them. So, yeah, I, I don't think Addison disappears. I, you know, I think you know without Jefferson going in there. Now, if it's uh, I know it's it's a different time of year and a different time of day, I believe. But if someone tells you to put the seven stud cleats on, put the seven stud cleats on, <laughs> you know, get the right footwear for this time for the uh, for that game. That's that's for true. Um, yeah, it might be a little less effective on on, on turf than they are in, or I should say, in, on grass than they are on turf. So that that might be something. I you know the Packers are a little bit beat up on their offensive line. Bakhtiari's out for the season, and they've had some some other issues there. So that might be helpful for this defense and Brian Flores to tee off on him. Maybe maybe put some pressure on Love and get him thinking early that uh, it's not going to be a picnic out there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, the, I think they're the better. The you know, Vikings are the better team. If you know, so many things can happen, but especially whenever you're, you're still, you know, turning that ball over early. You know, you can't don't go don't go into Green Bay, and and have your first drive turnover because right? that could just change everything. Right. Another thing I will say is that of course it was the 49ers, the Chiefs. So these are popular teams that are very you know have been very good. Joe, my computer is just. Drive me crazy. Keeps you're still here. Work. You're still here. Uh, so, uh, but uh, stadium is, is still a good venue, still good home field advantage. But, uh, you know, whenever, uh, what was it, when Kene Nwangu came out with that 13 yard return from, from the one yard line to the 14, uh, that place was going. I mean, it was, a, it was a Niners crowd at that point. It was, let's go, Niners. Wow. And uh, we saw a lot of red with the Chiefs, and even without Taylor Swift being there, it was a it was a big Chiefs crowd. 
Nothing. Uh, actually, we talked to Harrison Smith about the home field, about you know them trying to avoid going zero If they had lost, it would have been the first time in the history of the Vikings they started zero and four at home. Right. And he was like, you know, our car, you know, this it's an advantage we need to take care of. And he kind of smiled. And he says, there was a lot of Chiefs fans there, though. You know, so that's his maybe his challenge to the fans, like, don't sell your tickets. Uh, Nothing makes me matter. And it's always been in the past. It's always been to Packer fans because they they the season ticket holders would sell their Packers tickets, Packer game tickets, and pay for the rest of their season tickets. Drive me nuts. In fact, you I wouldn't do that. I went to complain to Ted Thompson about. It. I told him I couldn't bring in all your fans over here. But uh, well, Joe, everyone has a price. Well, yeah. Well, you talked me into it, Mark. I I, I guess I'm going to go with the Vikings on Sunday. You know, they're going on the road, which is probably a good thing for them. You know, since they're struggling at home so far this year, except for last night. And uh, uh, you and I are still tied. I both reluctantly, we we, we, we picked the Niners early in the week, but we, I think we both had reservations as the week wore on. Well, you're one up. Yes, I am one up. But yeah, uh, well, yeah. yeah so, and I'm going to be one up after this week because I'm picking the uh, yeah, win too. So that's all I do is I just wait to hear what you say. And I'll yeah, that's right. It'll never be a. Uh... You might have to go on uh, one of the ones where we there might be a there might be a uh, difference. Uh, right now, it's I feel like you're just chasing. Like you you pick them to win, they lose. You pick them to lose, they win. It's one of those where you're like, uh, you know, yeah. like I pick them to to beat Chicago, they or to lose to Chicago, they won. Pick them to lose to San Francisco, or yeah, so we got that one. Right? That's right. And then yeah. and then no no we didn't get that one. No. We win. Both no. last night. So yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh, it's you know I mean now we got it now they are who we thought they were at least I thought they were at the beginning of the season I I, I thought they were a better team and and I, I think we know it now we just uh, the expectations are raised and they have to come through they can't they can't be post Buffalo like last year and have the big stinker the next week and uh, well I tell you I'm in a survivor pool that has five thousand four hundred people five thousand five hundred people started with. Week eight, going into week eight, there's 850 people left. Wow. Or picks. So, um, how many do you and, have? And that's that's that nothing to do with the point spread. That's just picking a winner. Yeah. And, and you can't pick the same team twice. So that makes it obviously challenging. But, you know, we haven't reached the point where it's like, oh my God, I have no one left to pick. It's just, you know, nothing makes sense. So, it's the NFL, uh, baby. That's why we keep. That's why we keep watching. That's right, and we'll keep doing this. Uh, Mark, thanks, thanks for uh, chiming in this week as usual, always with your insight. Thanks, Mike Wollum, signs behind the scenes producing us. Thanks to all you folks for 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 tuning in, checking us out. We really appreciate that each week, and um, I'm hoping that we 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 reach out to a few more of you after that great win last night. But we'll be back here next week uh, to talk about the Packers game and. And hopefully that's another win because uh, it would be nice to get this team to 500. So that's what I'm looking for. But until then, thanks, Joe Johnson. Thanks to everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Skull. Skull.